this work that I'm doing in, in organizational learning is really a response to that experience that I had growing up. It's really an attempt to try to answer that question of what is it that happens when people come together collectively. It's one thing to know that stories have power. It's another to learn how to invite the power of story into your spaces. It's a huge part of being a leader, not just knowing how to effectively bring a team together, but internalizing that knowledge and making it part of your culture. And sometimes the most important thing you can do is nothing at all besides invite others to the table. That's a lesson my friend David Hutchins knows well. And in this episode, we get to listen in on some of David's Story 2020 talk about how to do just that. I am Harris III, and this is The Story Podcast. David Hutchins is an author and sort of an expert in organizational structure. He's worked with companies like Coca-Cola, Walmart, GE, and so many others, even NASA, helping them learn about things like strategy and leadership, Yes, but also things like ethics and corporate responsibility. But what does that have to do with the work you're doing, regardless of the spaces you're doing it in? It turns out, everything. Because all of David's work is rooted in his deep understanding of narrative. And trust me, he will help you become a better storyteller, regardless of the medium you work in. One thing I love about David's work in the business world is that it has a really strong moral anchor, you'll hear that come through in his stories, especially this one, which, fair warning, comes in two parts. Here's part one. Darkness and fear, that, that is a perfect place to begin. And so that, that's where we begin. Because I, I found myself on the 10th floor of a office building somewhere in Paris, France. And my, my client was leading me around the training room to get me ready for my session. And so he showed me how to work the projector. Uh, we walked over to the supply closet and he showed me you know, where the extra sticky notes are and um, extra markers if I need those. And then he showed me how the chairs were set up. He says, is this correct? I said, that's perfect. And then he, he walked over to the window and he, he put his hands up against the window like this and pressed against it and he said, we recently had the windows sealed shut. And he, when he said that, he, he kind of looked at me like this, like uh, assuming that I knew what he was talking about. Well, I, I knew what he was talking about because I had seen the headlines and I knew about the series of suicides at this, this large European technology organization. It had been in the paper. And many of the leaders who had taken their lives had even left letters directly connecting their suicide to the toxic leadership of this organization. And some of them chose the window as a way of exiting this pain that they were carrying. And and so I said to my client, what do we do if during the program today the subject of the suicides comes up? And he said, oh, it won't come up. And I said, well, I, I think that it might because this is a program on storytelling 
as a leadership skill. And we're, we're going to, to tell stories to each other right here in the room. And it brings some vulnerability into the room. And so I wouldn't be surprised if it came up. And he said, it's not going to come up. We've handled it. Please don't talk about the suicides. And then the leaders for this program began to file into the room, all saying good morning and bonjour and taking their seats. And I remember feeling this, this tension. It was like a weight that I could feel on me because now we're, now we're in liminal space. We're in no story space. So I'm, I'm curious, how would you have handled that? What would you have done? So for, for those of us who do this work in organizational narrative, you know, th th this shouldn't come as a surprise. We're, we're used to these kinds of things. There, there's a lot of conversation these days in organizations around humanizing the voice of leadership. Humanizing the voice of leadership. People, people are using that language. I, I think it's kind of funny because leaders are already humans, right? It, leadership is already humanized. But this is what people are talking about, is inviting in this humanized voice. And then when we do that, we should not be surprised when humanity, raw and truthful, actually shows up in the room. And some leaders aren't ready for that. So David says that when companies call him, they're looking for what any company wants, influence. They want to know how to tell stories to further their reach, be more effective at connecting with their audiences, stuff like that. And yeah, story can do that, of course. But David's more interested in another level of story, which he calls story for knowledge work. I'll let him explain. So that's story for influence. But the next level is story for knowledge work. Some of the most interesting work in organizational narrative right now is coming from the world of knowledge management, which is seeking to answer the question, what does the organization know? And there's different kinds of, of information in organization. I, I've, I've seen continuums for this, right? There's, there, there's one that says there's, there's organizational data. That, that's the easy stuff. You, you can capture that and harvest that and put that into an Excel spreadsheet. But then as you move along that continuum, next is information. That's, that's data with meaning attached to it. And so as we move along, it, it gets harder. Soon you get to the hard stuff. Knowledge. Wisdom. It's, it's the hard stuff that does not fit into a spreadsheet. And it turns out that story is the container for this really rich organizational information. And so if you want to capture the learning of the organization, then you'd better start asking for some stories. This is my favorite part of the work, is when we bring the team together and you sit in a circle and you take turns telling stories. What have you tried? What worked? What didn't work? And then we invite the team in to become interpretive community. What did you hear in that story? And now the team is drawing meaning and actionable wisdom out of the story that can move the work forward. So that's story for knowledge work. <clears throat> and it can be very rich. But there are other applications for this work. I actually, um, I grew up 
in Louisiana. And my family was a, was, were members of a small fundamentalist church. And it was the center of our lives. We went all the time to this church. And as a kid, for me, it was, it was a really, it was a rich experience. I, I felt loved in that community, but that's because I fit within the boundaries of that community. What I discovered is that there were a lot of people who did not fit within that community. If you were a woman with, with gifts for leadership, you did not fit within the bounds of that community. If you were divorced, you weren't going to have that, that loving experience in that community. One year, there was a, a member of the community who, who committed suicide. I found out later he was gay. And I was, I was a kid in that community, and I, I remember feeling like we had something to do with that. And why aren't the grown-ups talking about this? And so it took me a few years to realize that this work that I'm doing in, in organizational learning is really a response to that experience that I had growing up. It's really an attempt to try to answer that question of what is it that happens when people come together collectively. This is what happens when you start taking stories seriously as something that's not just about bringing you new customers, but about forging human bonds. It's a level that goes way beyond creative leadership. It's an authentic connection. As some of you have heard me say many times here on this podcast and at our conferences and events, our greatest power as storytellers is not our ability to exploit stories' power to convert. Stories' greatest power is found in its ability to connect. And this is something that David illustrates in the second part of that story he opens with. When we left, remember, he'd been forbidden from asking about stories about this awful tragedy that had struck this company in Paris. Here's what happened next. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I did. Um, so as the leaders were filing into the room and saying good morning, bonjour, and taking their seats, I was feeling that weight. I was feeling that disintegration that happens, right? When the structure of the system isn't delivering the, the results, it's not, it's not delivering the liberation that we seek. So I was feeling that. And what I did was I, I reached over and grabbed an extra chair, an empty chair, and I set, set it into the circle. And, and for me, this was, this was a way of creating a space for the voices that could not be in the room. It was a, it was a place to hold the stories that could not be told. And... I, I didn't tell the other people in the room what that chair was for. I, I just did that for me. But the thing that was interesting was throughout the day, nobody sat in the chair. It's like it kind of had its own power throughout the day. And so we, we went on with the program and we told stories. The leaders sat in circles and they told brilliant stories, beautiful stories of, of leadership and innovation and learning. 
And then we came to a point in the day where there was a silence and it was quiet for a moment. It was one of those long pauses and we just kind of received it. And then one of the, speak, uh, one of the, the leaders spoke up. I remember what she said. She said, notre cœur souffre. Our hearts are in pain. And I said, tell me about that. And she started telling a story. And she told a story about her colleague who was gone and who she missed. And then I looked over in the corner of the room at my client, and he just did this. And so now this space where the window was sealed had a chair that was ready and the door was open and humanity comes into the room. And now we've stepped out of the liminal space into new story. So th this work, it, it's not even that hard, really. It begins with an invitation. It begins with the empty chair. And so that's my question for you, is what, what are the stories you are receiving? How are you as a leader being host to the stories, not just of influence, but of knowledge and of learning and of identity and of healing and wonder and liberation and the coming of the sun? How are you asking for those stories? Or even better, as a leader, it's, it's kind of easy. You go first. You tell your story. So what's your story? That was David Hutchins, and I hope the lesson there for you is to set out your own chairs and your work and see who ends up sitting down. Inviting others to use the power of story might bring the team together in ways you'd never even considered. And I'd strongly encourage you to continue learning from David. He has some incredible resources available, including one of my personal favorites, the Leadership Story Deck. He is not paying us to tell you this. He didn't ask us to tell you this. It genuinely is one of my favorite resources on the planet for storytellers like you and I the Leadership Story Deck. In fact, after David gave the talk you just heard glimpses of back at Story 2020, these decks immediately sold out and they are back in stock. You can pick one up along with a bunch of other awesome resources at davidhutchins.com. That's david, H-U-T-C-H-E-N-S.com. And if you haven't heard, we just partnered with David on a Storytelling Leader Digital Workshop experience. Head over to storygatherings.com and click workshops and learn more. It is amazing. This combined workshop and coaching experience will help you learn how to identify the stories you need to be telling right now for a variety of uses. Most importantly, as you've learned today, uh, for connection. So I'll see you there. As always, thank you so much for listening and sharing. If you're getting value out of this free podcast, would you mind leaving a positive rating or review? Please, that small investment of just a few clicks of your fingertips makes a big difference in our ability to get this content into the ears of storytellers all over the world. I'd be really grateful for your time. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Story Podcast.
The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. All music for Season 5 of the Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.